0: Abba Yahweh, thank you again for the opportunity to share your truth, knowledge, and wisdom. Yahweh aman. Yeshua aman. aman. So, I'm going to share some things just kind of briefly. I just had this going around and I had a mentor who... um Shared confirming word. And um, remember, I shared with you that confirming word from a mentor or a colleague or a teacher, it doesn't mean as when we were children, yeah, yeah, I'm right. So, see, see, see. Um, that's not what it means. Confirming word is just. Um, an affirmation that I'm traveling in the right direction. Kind of like when I was driving 18 wheelers and I've shared this before with you, did that for about almost 25 years, just shy of 25 years, border to border and coast to coast. Back in those days, you didn't have cell phones and GPS devices and all that stuff attached to your vehicle and cellular telephones and, and uh, quite honestly, I got one of the first cellular telephones when they came out, um, and I was, I had service with what is now AT&T, but when they first started, it was Pacific Bell Telephone. And some of the youngsters that worked there, when I tell them how long I've had service, they actually look up Pac Bell, and they come back, and it's like, Whoa. Now, anyway, that aside, so back when I was traveling without GPS, without cellular, and one of the uh, big modern things was what they call a Qualcomm system that they put into uh, the big trucks. And it was computer technology that allowed through satellite dishes to uh, transmit messages back and forth and they actually had, um they were working on getting it done. They hadn't got it done by the time I had finished um, for GPS capability. So I kept the Rolodex, kept the little Rolodex that I had Velcro on. I used to stick that right in the center of my dashboard. It wasn't in my way and it wasn't blocking vision. But when I had particular customers and I had it alphabetized and I had it all set up for uh, customers, and if I had repeat customers, then I had a little clip that was attached. So I actually had directions that I would take and write down and, uh, for the particular client. And if there was something special needed or some sort of special treatment that they got, I always made sure that I, I annotated that. But the point that I'm getting here is that. In getting to these places, and I went from West Coast to East Coast, from the Southern border to the Northern border, and everything in between. And I have traveled in every single state in this country, except for Alaska and Hawaii, multiple times, all over this country. And you need to have directions and the confirmation that I used to get when I was out there driving the big trucks were mile markers and area markers. That would tell me if I was paying attention to the mile markers, because when they were increasing a in number, you were going a certain direction. And if you were decreasing a number, then you were going the opposite direction. And usually the decrease in number indicated that you were traveling west and an increase in the number indicated that you were traveling east. So you paid attention to those markers, and it was the same north and south. Increase in numbers, or increase the higher the number got, you were heading north, and the lower the number got, you were heading south, toward the southern border of the state. So you needed to pay attention to these things, and you learned how to do that. Well, it's the same thing with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and reading this guidebook, our road map, and our instruction manual, this Bible that God put for us, you have to learn how to pay attention, get in there, you seek his truth, you seek his knowledge, you seek his wisdom, and you seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit's going to give you intellect, so that you're going to be able to pick apart things in there, if you don't understand, the Holy Spirit's going to give you that guidance, it's going to give you the markers that you need, in order to make your way through, it's the same thing with walking through life, so the comfort, confirming spirit, the confirming word that I'm getting from these individuals, my mentors and others that are sharing similar topics to what I've shared with you, is not to say I told you so, it's to confirm that what I'm sharing is good truth. And I'm sharing this with you right now because there's a particular thing that I say, and you will hear me say it often, and I believe I've also tried to clarify and share with you. And that's the word and the term that I give to Father God, Abba Yahweh. Heavenly Father, maker of all things made, Yahweh is the holy name that God gave us permission to use that those who thought that they were so much better and so much smarter and so much higher than everyone else, even the Lord Jesus Christ, they tried to condemn him because he didn't have letters of learning that they had. Arrogance. I'm not trying to put myself up ahead or in front of anyone else, but this confirming word, is telling me that I am going in the right direction, sharing the right thing. Abba Yahweh. Yahweh, the holy name that God gave us permission to call him, maker of all things made. Remember back, when I've shared this with you, a little redundancy, but it's an important testament, that remember when Moses was talking to God. First, he talked to the angel at the burning bush. There was an angel that came up and was talking with Moses. And then God showed up. And Moses was trying to get out of going back to Egypt. But well, yeah, but God, you know, I did this and I did that. You know, I got a lame foot. I got a. I had my palate all. I can't talk good. My speech is terrible. Well, and, of course, God responded to that with, well, Moses, that's okay, because I've got it covered, as I do with everything else. It is because I'm God. Maker of all things made. Well, what? who do I tell them sent me? I mean, they're going to ask me. Well, Moses, you tell them I am sent you. And, of course, he saw the perplexed Look on Moses's face as I'm quite certain his countenance changed. Like, wow, what's that supposed to mean? Well, what it's supposed to mean is that God is or was from the beginning, He is now, and He is gonna be. And much easier put and simpler to put, I am sent you. Just like those arrogant Pharisees in the Sanhedrin, they tried to declare the law of Moses, and Jesus was in violation of that law. Except the only problem with that line of thinking is that it never was the law of Moses. Certain scriptures declare that, but that's because he carried the law. He delivered the law. He was entrusted to bring the law to the nation of Israel because God wrote it by the finger of his own hand in the stone tablets that he then broke off from the mountainside and Moses brought down. And then of course, what did Moses do? He got all upset and he cast them down because he decided that Israel didn't deserve them because of what they had done, because he spent so much time on the mount with God, so he broke them apart. Broke them all up. They didn't deserve it. See where I'm headed with this? God decides who and what. Moses tripped up a bit, and the parasitical individuals decided that Yahweh, which was the next name, the permissive name that God told us we were allowed to call him. He gave Moses that name, he told them. And then you have the high priests, the Levites, and you have those pharisaical individuals that because of their letters of learning, couldn't possibly be allowed to be called by Regular folk. They weren't schooled. They weren't taught. They weren't learned. They didn't have the, the uh, holy touch to be able to call him that, except that God himself said that we could call him that, Yahweh. So then in their line of thinking, they said, okay, you can only use two Phonetic sounds, you can't say his whole name, but here's how folks outsmarted it. If you said the two phonetic sounds and you kind of put them together and you said it fast enough, it sounded like you were saying Yahweh. Yah? What? You could say them separately. You weren't supposed to say them together and you weren't supposed to put the rest of it in there. But if you ran it together and you said it quickly, it sounded exactly like you were saying the whole word anyhow. Ah, uh, there are always ways to get around pharmaceutical tyrants. But the import of what I'm sharing with you, brothers and sisters, is there's another thing that we have permission to call Yahweh, Heavenly Father, Jehovah, Adonai, El Shaddai, and this is a word that Hebrews, the Jewish people, actually took from the Greek. And the Greek word was Papa. And it was, had the letter P. Well, the Hebrews took it. And they made that Abba. They took it from Papa to Abba. And when you see, I love, I love the way this mentor was, was teaching us. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is very awesome. So when you see a small child, and you know I know that there's individuals out there that are going to get their knickers all twisted up and be offended because it's leaning toward the male gender. Well, get over it. Get over yourself. Get over it. Is that many times these small children, most often times they will say "papa" first or "dada." and they do that because it's easier for them to form the lettering with their mouths than the letter M and try to make that sound. So give yourself a little pat on the back and a little laudation that it's not really a gender specific thing, so don't get your knickers all twisted up about that. It's got to do with the ease of saying for the child. And when you see a small child, what are they doing? They are putting their hands up and they're kind of trying to get up on their tippy toes and they're saying, Papa, Papa. And then when they get to where they can say Mama and they put that together and they change it. For, and what are they doing? They're putting their hands up and they're kind of up on their tiptoes and they're, they're leaning in toward Papa, Papa. They're leaning in toward their parents. And when you go to the house of God and you lift your hands in worship, you call him Abba Father, Papa, Dad. And you're calling him Dad. It's a, it's a term of endearment that the Hebrews call rather than very uh, formalized. Hello, Father. How was your day today? How is mother today? Where is mother? When you come to the house and you're greeting them, you call them or you even see them in the marketplace. You haven't seen them for a while. Abba, Emma, mom, dad, how are you? And then they turn and they look and they see their child and they're very happy to see them. And you rush to each other and you embrace, you hug. When you raise your hands in praise and worship to Abba Yahweh, Father, maker of all things paid. How does he respond? He responds like any good, good father. He reaches out. He loves and is embraced with his love. He is our heavenly father. And his response is as a good, good father. Jesus reminds us in the scriptures that Because he is our good father, how much more is he going to give to the birds of the field and the flowers of the field than he gives to us his children whom he loves? Brothers and sisters, the Bible is very specific about things that God will do to us and for us and with us. For them that love the Lord, he will open the windows of heaven and pour out his blessings, his spirit out to us. So much so that we cannot contain it. So much so that we have no place to put it in reserve. So much so that there's no way that we can keep all he gives. Different than when the nation was traveling through the wilderness and they were being given specific directions. And what were they told? They were told not to save the manna, that he was going to give them what they needed. Don't save the quail. He's going send them what they needed. Don't save the pheasants. He's going to send them what they need. And yet, what did they do? They tried to hoard it. They tried to save it. They tried to hold it back and put it away. And when they went to the food stores... They were wormed and rotten and no good. And they had to be thrown away before they rotted anything else. God told them that he would provide for them. They tried to usurp his authority and save more than what he told them he would. So when God tells you he's going to do something, God means to do it. Absolutely, bottom line. Period, exclamation point, dot, dot, dot. However you want to grammatically enclose it. Doesn't matter. When he says it, he said it, I heard it, he means it, period. Good enough for me. Abba Yahweh. We love him. Brothers and sisters, I got to tell you right now that I have blessings poured out on me that are beyond... Anything that I could imagine, I have I have to share this with you, is that I have, I didn't even know I was doing that. I just happened to notice it just the other day. I have a grandchild that is a gift, It was gifted to me. And remember, I told you, I shared this with you, that I was going to take my own life. At one point, I was driving the big trucks and I was on the Oakland Bay Bridge and I was so distraught, so dismayed, I was so in darkness. I was allowing myself to go down into the basement and allowing myself to be caught up in the shadows. And I was, had no thought of where I was gonna do what I was doing and everything was just not working out. And I was trying to make it work, I really was. But because my Children are not with me, my grandchildren, I could, well, I didn't even have anything, and it was just children, as I have shared with you that my sons were, neither one of them were out of elementary school. So when I was getting ready and I got to the point on the bridge and I was gonna drive off, I was gonna take that uh, 72,800 and some odd, such and such pounds, and I was gonna go over, I, could, I knew I was gonna make it because I'd already looked at it a few times. And I was gonna take that 18 wheeler, I was gonna cross the median and this portion of the bridge would have been suited very well for me to be able to cross from one side of the traffic to the other and go all the way across the bridge. And there's no way that those guardrails were gonna hold that truck. I didn't even have to get it going very fast. So in the traffic diminished enough that I was gonna do that. And then of course the fall to the water was 300 and some feet. I was at the pretty pretty good high point of the bridge. And going over where I went, I would not have gone to the lower, any, any other portion. I would have been just out in the air. And it was 300 and some feet down. 350. Water was very cold. Currents were very heavy. And... If I didn't die on impact, I would have definitely drowned very quickly because that was my intention. But then in the darkness of my truck and in the quiet of my truck and I had the curtains pulled open from my sleeper, the voice came to me and it was so audible I actually started and I turned to look to see if there was someone sitting in my sleeper. And there was no one, but I heard the voice and the voice asked me, what about your grandchildren? Well, the key to that is that my children were not even out of elementary school yet. Neither one of my sons. I don't even think that either one of them had stolen a kiss from a cute little girl in kindergarten yet. My oldest son a little bit farther ahead than my youngest son. So my youngest son probably hadn't stolen a kiss from a little kindergarten at the drinking fountain. My oldest son, he was probably as I probably wasn't wandering to the little cute girl across the classroom. But Abba Yahweh knew, Parakritos knew that I was gonna be a grandfather. And the point back to my, (laughs) I could, so worked up about God and all the blessings. So I have this I have a little iPad that I that I work on. Very cool blessing that God allowed for me and that I utilize it through for my sharing with y'all and God's podcasting. Very nice little work tool. I actually type pretty quick. But anyway. The point to that is that, and I didn't even notice it readily, is that on my home screen, I get some things put up there, but a prominent feature is in my photo album, they rotate through my favorite pictures, which are my granddaughter. My grandchildren are favored by me, but it happens to rotate through hers because she's got a lot of them. I don't get a lot from my other children. But this is, um, and I hope to understand, it's not that I'm trying to favor her over them or by any way, shape or form, but I'm afraid I have a tendency to do so. This girl, her name, her name is Elizabeth Lauren. And what that means is that she is consecrated or a gift of God. And that's so powerful because I didn't know this and I pushed my daughter-in-law and I didn't know. And thankfully she forgave me for that, Says she did. Um. and I posed the question and I asked, well, when are you going to make me a grandfather? And then she wrote me an email, privately done, and that she had an issue, medical issue, that prevented her from being able to Bear out a child to the full term, and she had actually, ah, baby girl. I'm sorry, she was not able to carry children, and she had already had a bunch of miscarriages, and they were trying. To, they were trying to give you a grand, grandchild. Not that they weren't trying, but she couldn't do it. But then God God intervened because they'd been in their own way, shape, or form, and I was praying over them. And my connection, my walk with God, even then was not what it should have been. But I prayed over them. And on that day, and she didn't share with me quite readily is that she was already in being examined because the baby she was carrying was at a certain point, but she didn't want to mention anything to me until the doctor had given her confirmation for the bank. And what she did, but then, because of the medical condition, he tried to convince her that she needed to abort the baby. You won't carry her, you need to abort this baby. She refused. God allowed her to carry that baby to full term allowed her to deliver this child. She had to spend a little time in the hospital. The doctors were guided in the steps that they needed to take. And she was delivered and is most beautiful. And her name is Elizabeth Lauren. Concentrated, consecrated. Yeah, she's concentrated, all right. Consecrated and gift of God, and she is indeed that very thing. Abba Yahweh, Father God, Heavenly Father, Papa. And when you talk to God and you express that name and you give him that, you raise your hands like that of a child, lift your hands to God, Abba Yahweh, Abba, Abba. Anah Yahweh. Aman, aman. Remember I shared this with you too. Amen. So be it. Aman. Praiseworthy. Worthy of praise. A-H-M-A-N. Worthy of praise. I use both. Brothers and sisters, you have a good day. I just felt the urge to share that with you and when I'm studying or through the course of the day and I have mentors that share things, I get all stirred up and I get all worked up and I got to share. You have a blessed day and remember don't forget that I have you in my prayers on my going out the start of my day and my coming in the end of my day. You're in my prayers.